What's up, world? Welcome to My Dukes and Son. I'm Ziggy Blackwell. And I am Jeanette Blackwell. And we are back again with a brand new episode. Uh, thanks again for the support. Uh, but we have we have a lot to cover uh, today, and we're going to jump into the NFL. It is wild card weekend um, with a host of games. Um, our very first episode was predicting the Super Bowl um, teams. Uh, how you looking, Mom? How you looking with your Super Bowl <laughs> predictions? <laughs> Well, uh, it looks like I came up a little bit short on one of my teams. I predicted that we would have a repeat of last year's Super Bowl, uh, the Bengals versus the Rams. Now, my Bengals did start out shaky, but they turned it around and ended up uh, taking their division. Mm -hmm. Rams, however crashed and burned. So, uh, Ziggy, you kind of got me there. I think you had both your picks were the 49ers and uh, the Bills, I believe. The, Bill. uh, the Bills. The Bills you had. Mm -hmm. And so you were right on the money. I got to give you props on that. You, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as much as I hate to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking but, good. Uh, you know, I'm looking good. Both my teams are alive. Uh, both my yeah. teams um, are coming in strong. Um, yes, you know, the teams look good. You know, the 49ers, um, they riding strong with this backup QB. Um, mm -hmm. He hasn't lost a game yet. That defense is still strong. Um, oh, my Buffalo. goodness. That defense is giving everybody fits. Mm -hmm. that everybody's concerned about that defense. So you were really on the money with San Francisco. Yeah. You were right yeah. on, the date on the money with them. Yeah, uh, and Buffalo is still a threat as well. Um, Buffalo so Buffalo is still a threat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Buffalo. Is I will still say, I will say, the Bengals look good though. Um, the Bengals look good. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, uh, that offense is still a threat. Uh, mm -hmm. so I really, I really think it's going to be you know whoever can put up more points than than the Bengals. Yes, exactly. One uh, 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 feather in the Bengals cap is that they did beat uh, those Chiefs. Yes. They they beat those Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they are right in the thick of it. They turned it around and Joe Burrow is, is uh, back to being Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. So uh, we cannot count them out. My surprise team getting in there is the Jaguars. I didn't see that coming. And... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but they're in there. Mm -hmm. um, Who's your sleeper no, team? Who's your sleeper they're team? The sleeper to watch team. They're the sleeper team. They could shock some people. They oh, could really? shock some people. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think they, they had a lot of help from the referees. You know, with Tom Brady, I think a lot of calls went in their favor where they pulled out some games that uh, otherwise, if it was, wasn't Brady, they would have lost. Mm -hmm. And I still don't see them uh, advancing very far in in the uh, road to the Super Bowl. I I don't I I just don't see it. Mm -hmm. Dallas is being Dallas, as I predicted. I said Dallas needed to uh, be in uh, a bye week here, and they're barely making the wild card. Mm -hmm. So they're just being Dallas. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I think I'm right on the money with where I started out with them uh, and their look and what they needed to do to uh, prove that they are 
um, the team to be. Uh, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Giants. I think the Giants is a sleeper team. The Giants are, well, Giants. are a very well coached um, team. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if their coach was the coach of the year. He's done a very good job in his first oh, year yeah. with the Giants. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Giants as a sleeper team. You know, they um, they play smart. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. they run the ball. They run the ball. Um, they mm-hmm. don't. Um, they don't turn the ball over too much. Um, no. so they can throw the they clock. They have a very play. good running game. They have a they, very good running game. They they they, yeah. they pound the ball. They yeah, pound they, the ball. And they play and, um, so, mm-hmm. they play um, you know, st- uh strong defense and everything. And so that's not my sleeper team that um mm-hmm. I could see them winning a lot of low scoring games. Um mm-hmm. as far as the team that I think has the most pressure pressure, you you mentioned Dallas. Um yeah. you know, wouldn't disagree, but I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Um, the, Char- the Chargers. It's about the time for them to win. They have a they have a, a franchise QB, um, mm-hmm. and they haven't won a playoff game yet. Uh, the reason the reason why the reason why I have the Chargers as the most pressure is is um, <clears throat> it's about time for them to win a playoff game with that franchise QB because very soon they're gonna have mm-hmm. to pay him. <clears throat> they're gonna have to pay him um, uh, a new salary, and so you're trying to go as far as you can before you re up before you give him a new contract. But they spent oh, a lot of money. Okay. They they spent a lot of money in free agency. Remember, they, mm-hmm. they signed Khalil Mack from the Bears. Um, yes, they, they made a couple other moves on the defense. Um, mm-hmm. So they 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 spent a lot of money, and it's it's gonna you know time for that coaching staff to produce. Um, mm-hmm. and you got a lot of you got some coaches on the on the sideline. You know that's that's hit, hinting at returning back. You got the Saints former coach that's hinting yes. at returning back to the game. Yes. Jim Harbaugh has yes. thrown his hat into the ring that he might want to mm-hmm. leave the, the Michigan Wolverines and co- come back to the NFL. So, yes. you know, there's some mm-hmm. people out there that's, that's hinting. Yes. That's hinting. Yeah. Um, the, the Ravens. What? The Ravens, um, you know, it's still up in the air. If, uh, um, yeah. if Jackson is going to play, um, we still mm-hmm. don't know. It's still, you know, uh-huh. that's um, why I'm mentioning them. I mean, you know, we, we can't forget about where they, their situation with Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and uh, coming into these playoffs, it, they've got, they got problems. I think, I think even if Lamar Jackson plays, I mm-hmm. still don't, I still don't, they play the Bengals uh, for wildcard weekend. And That's I don't, why I mm-hmm. he hasn't practiced. He hasn't practiced in almost a month. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. definitely going to be rusty. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. All uh, right. So we're right pretty much where we should be with mm-hmm. this, uh, with what we predicted mm-hmm. uh, coming into the uh, playoff hunt mm-hmm. uh, and and who has arrived and who has not. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll definitely right. be check- we'll definitely be checking out Wild Card Weekend, um, and we'll see how far our predictions go. Um, yeah. You know, uh, moving forward. So uh, we're going to stay in the NFL. Um, it's breaking news with the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears just announced their new president to replace Ted Phillips. Yes. They have a, they have announced um, that uh, the replacement is Kevin Warren, uh, mm-hmm. former, uh, was it CEO of the Big Ten? 
Um, I believe oh, the Big Ten. Big Ten. Yeah. Um, now, and, I, I, can I jump in here a little bit and talk about this 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 man and and the Bears? Let's ahead. talk about uh, the Bears' decision to move away from Ted Phillips. Uh, Ted Phillips was with the Bears for forty years, and twenty three of those years he was president and CEO. Um, so uh, we want to thank uh, Ted Phillips for his service to the Bears organization. He was with them uh, even uh, during the Super Bowl twice, uh, the Bears making it to the Super Bowl. So I do want to give a shout out. I go back to Ted Phillips. Moving forward, I want to talk about uh, Mr. Warren. Mr. Warren has a very impressive resume, as you mentioned uh, he was a uh, CEO of uh, the Big Ten. He is also an attorney, by the way. And uh, 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 again, he does. Uh, uh, he is going to be Mr. Pohl's boss. Right. Ryan Pohl's is boss. So I think we need to mention that. Also, I'm kind of feeling the Bears giving big uh, ups to diversity. Mm -hmm. I think that needs to be mentioned. Uh, this African-American uh, hiring him and the first person to be hired outside of the Bears family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's always been somebody related or connected to the Bears in these uh, positions, but they've gone outside of the family and hired a person of color. They've hired a person of color also as general manager in Ryan Poles and we, an African-American quarterback. That's so, right, uh, all black everything I, with the Chicago yes, Bears. It's all yes. black everything, black president, black GM, black QB, it's all black everything. <laughs> I think, we, hey, we can't, we can't overlook that. So uh -huh. thank you, Chicago Bears for uh, uh, showing uh, diversity in your hiring. Mm -hmm. um, that needs to be said. Mm -hmm. uh, thoughts, you, your yeah, thoughts let me on jump there. Let me, let me jump in there. Let me jump in here. Um, <laughs> Did I leave so first, any room? <laughs> first, of all, first of all, I'm not thanking Ted Phillips for nothing. Um, <laughs> Ted Phillips was terrible at, at his job. Ted, yes, Ted, Phillips, Ted Phillips was terrible at, at his job. And let me give you a couple reasons. Ted Phillips, <laughs> you get no argument from me, but I do want to hear. Uh, yeah, let, his, let, me, let, me, let me get to it. <laughs> so, Ted Phillips was terrible at his job, and I'll give you one primary example. Ted Phillips was the person behind the redesign and the renovation project of Soldier Field. And anybody <laughs> in Chicago, anybody in Chicago, and any fan of the Bears know <laughs> that that stadium is horrible. It looks like a spaceship. <laughs> The spaceship, yes. yes. That's the first thing everybody Phillips. said. It looks like a spaceship. <laughs> That's all Ted Phillips. Oh, he definitely messed that up. The second thing is, <laughs> the second thing is, we also have one of the worst fields in yes. the league. We have mm -hmm. always been criticized for the grass, and um, yes. you know, once the once the winter comes, you mm. know that that field is is terrible. Once the winter comes, and we also. Uh, we also allow um, other teams to play on that field. So Chicago public schools, sometimes they play on that field. There's soccer games Not on that field. Concerts. There's, there's concerts. And, yes. and so he is also behind 
the upkeep of that field, which is one of the worst in the league. So he's also in charge of some of the head coaching hires and the GM hires. So I don't think he's done a very good job. So I'm not thanking him for nothing. Deuces. <laughs> um, so I, I wish you the best in whatever you do um, in, in your next challenge. But uh, stay the, away from the president and CEO yeah. positions. Mm -hmm, <laughs> stay mm -hmm. away from that. That's, yep. that's, that's not your field. That's no. not your field. <laughs> no. But one thing I will say is moving on from Ted Phillips, because I don't need to talk about him anymore. Um, it, 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 Tell me how you really feel. It, I do think I do think that this comes at a very interesting time that we are hiring a brand new president um, and a brand new just regime and leadership. You know, I really what what I think it, this signals is the Bears are moving. Bears are moving. They moving that stadium. You I, think that they are going absolutely. to Arlington Heights? I do. That is that is the the president's primary responsibility is revenue. That's the mm -hmm. primary uh, and and there is all. And you don't already, feel that you don't feel that they'll need to make the make the the, the the new design of the so you've seen the new design that they've come up with. You don't they, think they're that not, they're capable of I'm even gonna, with that staying in in the city? I'm I'm gonna timestamp this now. Put it on record. The Bears are not staying in Chicago. That stadium will still be here, and really, like I think it's just going to be an a, an entertainment venue. The Bears are moving to Arlington Heights. Give it, and I think that that that's what this this new president signals because he is going to make that move and start making adjustments and plans to move the Bears to Arlington Heights. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's attorney. He's an attorney, so he can find the money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He, you know, he can find the money. Mm -hmm. But Good also, um, the other thing that um, we'll stay on the Bears for a little bit, because since we last um, had our episode, the Bears wound up with the number one draft pick. So they have the yeah. first pick in this upcoming draft. And there's some discussion about whether the Bears should draft another quarterback and trade Justin Fields for more draft I've capital. What's your thoughts on that? I heard I've heard that rumor swirling about uh, on particularly on social media. Mm -hmm. People are saying, uh, should they uh, use part of this cap money to uh, pitch um, uh, Justin Fields? I say no. I say build around him. I say that uh, he was never the problem. He just didn't have a, a supporting cast. Mm hmm. And I think that uh, if we if 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 we uh, draft and spin wisely, I think that we can gain with this young man. I, I don't. I've never felt that Justin Fields was the issue, and mm -hmm. I don't see and trading him for who, for what. There's there's they're saying that the Bears um, could get a new quarterback. Um, there's a lot of potential in this QB from uh, from Alabama, who's projected to be the, the the top pick in the draft. But they're saying that um, because Justin Fields um, has shown a lot of growth on the field, they're saying that the Bears should um, draft a new quarterback who maybe has a higher ceiling. This guy from from Alabama trade Justin Fields, and then you get more draft picks to then develop the roster. So that's the 
that's the strategy mm -hmm. some people are saying. Um, mm -hmm. And then so, you're right back where you were with this with a rookie quarterback. If you come getting one coming out of Alabama, coming, coming out of coming out of college, you're right back where you were with a with, you know with a, with a young quarterback in it who hasn't played one game in the NFL. At least with Justin Fields, he's had uh, a, a, two years, one as a starter. Mm -hmm. That's why I wouldn't. That's why I wouldn't even in, entertain that. Is because. Yeah. We already know what we have in Justin Fields and mm -hmm. to draft a quarterback and hope that, you know, he has a better career than Justin Fields is a risk. We still haven't seen Justin Fields surrounded around weapons. And so what That's I would right. say is going, yeah. into this off, going to this offseason, the Bears have more cap space than any team in the league. They have mm -hmm. numerous draft picks. And so mm -hmm. I think they're in a great position to redesign that entire roster very quickly around yes. the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. because really, I haven't really seen outside of Justin Field, maybe David Montgomery. He's coughed the ball up, but again, he the line, mm -hmm. no blocking. Mm -hmm. But he has he has rushed very well. Uh, and and uh, there is some talk that they are talking of re-signing him. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, uh, I think that we haven't seen Justin Fields' best years yet. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, I don't want to move away from him. I just don't see the, I, I don't see the upside of that. No, nope. Um, so I would rather the Bears um, trade down yeah. um, because mm -hmm. they they don't need a quarterback. And I think the the, the best player for them is a, there's two defensive players that I think would look nice on the Bears. Um, and because some because there's other teams that really need a quarterback, you know, there's mm -hmm. the Colts, there's the Colts, there's the Saints, there's the Texans. I mean, there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Yes. And I think there's a lot of teams that would be willing to make a trade with the Bears for that number one pick to get up get a uh get a, a high potential quarterback. So I think that they, what they should do is entertaining trading that pick move down in the draft, get some additional picks for teams that want to move up to, to uh, the yeah. quarterback. That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very good strategy. Mm -hmm. that, that I, I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. Um, maybe looking for a pass rusher or, or yep. and something on the, and, and something to shore up that uh, offensive line. So, mm -hmm. you know, a, a center at least, get, get, mm -hmm. you know, find mm -hmm. a center at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think their primary goal should be getting a pass rusher, mm -hmm. um, fixing that offensive line, and mm -hmm. getting getting some some receivers, mm -hmm. uh, getting number number mm -hmm. one receiver. Mm -hmm. So what what I would do is I would use that number one pick on mm -hmm. um, a high potential defensive player. Mm -hmm. Use your. We may be team. able to unload uh, the, the 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 wide receiver that they brought in, who really didn't get a. No, I'm keeping him. You no, want to keep no, him? Play, play pool. Play pool. No, I'm keep, keeping keep, him. There's keep no, him? There's, there's no way. There's no way you 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 unload Claypool's. And the mm -hmm. reason why the reason why is they traded some draft picks to get him. To so, get him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have you have to. Bring I like him keeping Claypool, and I like keeping uh, the the uh, tight end. Uh, Cole Komet. Oh, oh, yes. What is his name? Uh, Cole, Cole Komet. 
Cole Clement, yes. I like keeping uh, uh, Montgomery, Cole Clement, and uh, Claypool are three that I would keep. Everybody else can get the moving. I would, I, I, I would, I would unload Montgomery because he's he's due for a new contract, and I don't want to resign him for a new contract. I'm, I'm, pardon? I'm. Uh, so Montgomery is up for a new contract, and I don't want to yes, give him a new is. contract. Now, if they don't want to pay him any money, and they see somebody else out there, mm-hmm. uh, then hey, go for it. Right, right. Um, but I would, I would, you know, even though um, they traded a draft pick to get uh, Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. I, would, I would still make some moves to either get a a rookie wide receiver or bring mm-hmm. in a veteran wide receiver. They still need some depth in that position. They still need some depth. They still need some depth. And uh, Odell Beckham has not signed with anyone yet, has he? I don't want him. He's, he's, Too much uh, he's injury problem. prone. He's injury prone and he's getting a little up there in age. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't see any any uh reason to bring him in. Go go younger and uh bring bring that person along with Chase with with, with uh Claypool. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. That's where we are. All right. Well, that um that wraps up the sports part of the show. Uh, we're going to shift into a very important um, holiday coming up. Uh, this coming Monday is MLK Day. Uh, yeah. And so we want to spend a little bit of time of uh, talking about his legacy. Um, Mom, um, I, I think you wanted to jump in and take this one first. Uh, yes. You prepare some things. Um, but mm-hmm. we definitely want to acknowledge MLK Day and spend a little bit of time talking about his legacy. But what do you want to uh, share Um regarding uh, Martin Luther King. Yes, uh, this would be, uh, would have been his 94th birthday, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. And uh, we are also uh, want to remember that it, uh, this year would make 55 years of his assassination. But uh, uh I do want to say that uh, there are uh, several events going on around the city to commemorate uh, MLK Day. And uh, it's often referred to or as a day of service. So get out and do some service uh, if you can. Uh, there are a lot of free events that are going on around the city. The Chicago History Museum and the Sabo Museum have uh, some uh, free events going around. As a matter of fact, the Sabo has a pop-up exhibit uh, on the bus boycott. So uh, folks might want to check that out. I do want to uh, uh, give my uh, uh, commemoration or memory of when Dr. King came to Chicago. I'm glad you're going to talk. Yes, go ahead. To mark the fair housing. We need to also recognize that uh, we, uh, this was 66, 1966, that he came to Chicago and moved into uh, a slum building in Chicago's Lawndale neighborhood on the West side. And once the, uh, uh, the tenants 
had been complaining and complaining about paying their rent and getting no services in the way of fixing up things and, and so forth. The, Dr. King got wind of that. He and Coretta moved in. At once the landlord realized it was Dr. King moving in. He wanted to send over contractors to do some repairs and fix it up. And Dr. King said, no, I want to see what these individuals were living in. And so once Dr. King moved in, uh, he uh, established uh, an organization to uh, called the Freedom Movement. And what they did was they advocated for the tenants to, instead of paying their rent to the landlords, use your rent money toward fixing up the building. Mm -hmm. And so that's what they did. And that led to Congress passing uh, uh, the, the Housing Act on my birthday, April 11th, 1968. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, uh, that needed to be mentioned as Chicago celebrates MLK weekend. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything you wanted to add, uh, Ziggy, toward that? Yeah, you know, um, I was reflecting, um, as I always do on MLK Day, of reflecting um, mm -hmm. his legacy, um, his values, and to see how how far or how true his values are um, mm -hmm. in the current time. What I, what I always think about is for one, um, I really believe that his legacy and what he stood for and who he was, mm -hmm. I really view him as being whitewashed, as I would say. I think mm. MLK's, MLK's legacy has been whitewashed as though, <clears throat> mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, as though he had widespread approval from yeah. from white people and from black people and that was not uh -huh. the case that was not the case not everybody no it's not he not got a lot of pushback from african americans black people they thought he was a rebel rouser and stirring up the good white people <laughs> so, so you are correct yes so um you know there were some white people that marched with with dr king but mm -hmm. um a, a very important stat was Two years after he won the Nobel Peace Prize in, I believe, 64, mm -hmm. um, two years after that and two years before his assassination in 68. So I'm talking about 1966, around that time, he had a 12 percent mm -hmm. approval rating. Yeah. Approval rating. So mm -hmm. this 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 belief that um, everybody was behind Dr. King is just very untrue. Um, but, 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 you know, between black and white people. And so mm -hmm. that's why I think that it's very important that we move forward with things like critical race theory in schools. Yeah. We really start mm -hmm. telling history of racism and not mm -hmm. what's portrayed um, or whitewashed I would yeah. right now. Um, and so that's that's what I want to um, always like think about, um, you know, uh, as far as what, um, you know, I'm very grateful for um, Dr. King's uh, faith and his persistence. Um, I would say I'm not, um, I'm not a person that believed in, in nonviolence. I don't believe yes. that. Um, mm -hmm. I believe, I, be, I believe in protecting yourself and we have yes. the right to protect ourselves. 
And mm-hmm. um, so I don't agree with nonviolence, but I'm, I'm very grateful for what he did to advance the civil rights movement um, mm-hmm. and just staying persistent um, mm-hmm. in the face of violence and, uh, and racism. Uh, I want to jump in here again. Uh, uh, had Dr. King uh, still uh, been alive today, uh, I think, uh, where do you think would be his most concerned? I think it would be gun violence. I think he would be concerned with the amount of violence since he was a man of nonviolence. I think he would be most concerned with where we are with respect to guns in this country and how much power the NRA has. Mm -hmm. I think that that would be one of his challenges that he would be uh, fighting against today. What would you think would be his there's two things that come to mind. I think his, I, I, I would see him as primarily concerned in getting behind um, voting um, and some of the restrictions, some of the restrictions that some states are implementing to make it more difficult for yeah. um, underrepresented populations and underrepresented people to vote. Um, and so mm-hmm. I would see him getting behind uh, voting, uh, in, enhanced voting rights. Um, mm-hmm. and things like that. The second thing mm-hmm. I could see him getting behind is immigration. Um, uh-huh. and some of the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the busing, the busing migrants to sanctuary cities, um, yeah. across the nation. I, that's mm-hmm. very, that's very inhumane. And I could see him yeah. jumping behind something like that. Yes. I could definitely see him mm-hmm. getting behind him and, uh, Mrs. King, uh, getting, had they both been alive today. I, I believe that would probably be at the top of their list, the way these immigrants are being bussed to these sanctuary cities. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. I do want to give a shout out to uh, Reverend Bernice, Dr. Reverend Bernice King, mm-hmm. and keeping uh, her father's legacy alive and the way she has used her social media platform. It would be interesting to see how Dr. King would use social media today. But uh, I say that uh, I I must commemorate uh, his daughter, Bernice King, and the way she uses her uh, social media platform to get the truth out and to not let people misuse her father's legacy mm-hmm. to uh, justify certain behaviors and certain acts, particularly with respect to certain politicians. Which is why I said at the very beginning that when I think of um, his legacy, of course, there's more more important things of what, you know, what I would acknowledge of his legacy, mm-hmm. but I can't overlook of how his legacy has been whitewashed. Yes. We're gonna see that on Monday. Yes, we're gonna see a lot of that on Monday. I'm so glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. So we're going to move along and uh, we're almost towards the end of the episode. And so, as always, we're going to wrap up the show with the airing it out segment. This is when we air it out on anything from sports to world news, politics, entertainment. Anything is on the table. So, Ma, you are first up. Who are you airing it out on this week? Well, I got to go with uh, this UFC uh, uh president who slapped his wife on New Year's Eve, uh, Dana White, mm-hmm. uh, 
this this guy uh, slapped his wife in, in an altercation at a New Year's Eve celebration, and it's barely even mentioned. Mm -hmm. Now, there have been other athletes who have been in uh, domestic situations. One comes to mind is Ray Rice. Right. I think we all remember Ray Rice uh, uh, kicking and dragging his wife out of an elevator, punching his wife and dragging her out of an elevator. And uh, all of the media storm surrounding that. And uh, he even lost his career. He did. Behind that. This is barely even a mention with Dana uh, White. The media has just pushed it to the side the as they have with, with, with Brett Favre and any other uh, white athletes who get out of pocket. So I got a bone to pick with that. Mm -hmm. I think that he deserves the same smoke as any other athlete of color or otherwise mm -hmm. who has exhibited domestic violence against their partner. Mm -hmm. He deserves the same smoke. And now he's playing the victim. He's oh, playing the hear, victim. I, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Um, he wants to play the victim now, saying that he thinks he's been punished enough by the mere fact that uh, he got caught. And... Uh, he 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 feels that now he everywhere he goes, people are gonna look at him, and that's the first thing they're gonna think about him. Is that he's gonna have to hear the whispers for the rest of his life that he slapped his wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's to me is playing the victim. Mm -hmm. People are advocating that he should warrant suspension. And he's saying he doesn't, what are you gonna suspend me for? 30 days, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. When people look at me, they're going to look at me and say, that's the guy that slapped his wife. To me, that's playing the victim. Mm -hmm. You're not owning. And in all of your statements, I never once heard you say and you apologize. Mm -hmm. I never heard you apologize. I hear you playing the victim of how people are treating you and looking at you coming or moving forward mm -hmm. and coming out of this. So yeah, um, I'm, what I'm waiting for behind this is whether there's an apology or, or, or not, what I'm waiting mm -hmm. for are the advertisers and the people that's um, that market under UFC. Pull, yes. Pull, 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 you know, like to say this, this, the endorsements. The, mm -hmm. You know, the same the same way when, you know, when Kyrie Irving got into his controversy, everybody left him. You know, Nike left him. Um, a couple mm -hmm. other endorsements said that we no longer want to do business mm -hmm. with Kyrie Irving because of what he stands for. And what I'm waiting mm -hmm. for are those same sponsors, those same uh, sponsors. and marketers yeah. that get behind UFC and support Dana White's um, business um, mm -hmm. to pull their endorsements. And I'm glad you're pointing that out. At least we need to see some advertisers and sponsors of the UFC. Mm -hmm. We need to be hearing from them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. regarding this 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 young man 
and uh, his domestic violence. And I, I want to put that out there. That is domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Regardless of you say, some people want to say, well, she pushed him. Well, you punched her. You slapped her mm -hmm. in public and nobody's giving you pushback on that. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you, and you, you, if you see a tweet here or there, you mm -hmm. want to play victim. Mm -hmm. When you yeah, hear so a we'll be, from the public. So, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it just happened. So we'll keep our eye on that to see if, mm -hmm. if there's any further developments. Yes. Uh, but I'm glad you dedicated mm -hmm. the Aaron and Al segment um, to uh, to Dana White and his domestic violence um, um, situation. Um, of course. Well, that, well, that wraps up the show. Um, thank you again for listening. Uh, once again, uh, this is my Dukes and Son. I'm Ziggy Blackwell. And I'm Jeanette Blackwell. I want to give a shout out to all my Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated sisters. We are celebrating our Founders Day on January the 15th, MLK Day. So yes, sisters, that is our day of service. Skiwi!